We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you ready for rapid fire? Let's go, baby. Let's do it. It's time. We hit that one hour mark. Boom. Time for rapid right. fire. Let's do so it. I saw this referenced earlier. Notre Dame's last Heisman Trophy winner, Tim Brown, <laughs> had a lot to say this weekend about Tommy Reese and the work he did as Notre Dame's offensive coordinator. So here's what Tim Brown had to say. He tweeted out three long tweets yes, on did. this. This is a great day for Irish football and maybe even a better day for Tommy Reese. I've been around a lot of defenses, but the Irish offense last year, with maybe the exception of the North Carolina game, was extremely predictable. Seeing the offense struggle told me at least two things. One, Tommy was very dependent on Kelly, and more important, he didn't have the ability to dissect a defense. What we saw is what I call hero ball. You have a player, Mayer who is better than the person covering, and you throw him the ball a zillion times. Make him the hero. If that doesn't work, you lose. I was at a couple games where it took everything in me not to go knock on the booth window and say, give me the call sheet, LOL. I truly wish him well. He's going to need it. Let's go Irish. So that is from Tim Brown, Hall yeah. of Famer. Buy or sell what Tim Brown is, uh, is dishing out there. Look, I buy it from the fact that he can say whatever he wants. I, <laughs> I have very good point. <laughs> I have no problem. He's a Hall of Famer. Who the hell yeah. are we, right? <laughs> I mean, and he's the last Heisman Trophy winner at the University of Notre Dame. That's right. <laughs> right. You you can you can say whatever you want, man. I have zero problem with that. There there there's bits and pieces that I agree with, right? I, I can't say that he can't dissect a defense. You know, I don't I don't believe that. Um you know, were were some things predictable? Yeah, no doubt about that. But at the same time, he was trying to be nice at first. He was saying, you know, this is great for Tommy Reese. This is great for Notre Dame. And then he kind of went in the weeds there a little bit. So uh -huh. I don't agree with everything that he said, obviously. Uh, but he's entitled to his opinion. I have no problem with him putting it out there. Zero problem. Oh, I have no problem with him putting it out there as well. You know, the funny thing was he says at least two things. And then he goes, one, Tommy was very dependent on Kelly and da-da-da-da-da. There is no number two in this series uh -huh. of tweets. He's got three long tweets 
there, he says there's two things, but there's only a number one. There is no number two in there. So, you know, I thought that was a little bit odd. The hero ball, I agree with what Derek is saying. I don't buy it by the hero ball part. I don't right. put that on Tommy Reese. I put that on an inexperienced quarterback who yes. locked in on Michael Mayer too much, you know, and he spent a lot of yep. time with Michael Mayer after practice. And that's, that's great. I think that between the fact that you're going to have a new offensive coordinator and you're going to have a new quarterback and you have no, you know, as great as Michael Mayer is, you know, I've said this before, I think the offense is going to be a heck of a lot more diverse going forward because you don't have that safety net. And that's what, that's what it was. It was just a safety net. I don't think it was, it was hero ball necessarily. Now, I do think, you know, whether or not Tommy was dependent on Brian Kelly, I think that there were Brian Kelly tendencies that Tommy Reese had that we sort of assumed after watching the Fiesta Bowl last year were going to be gone, but that that didn't right. come to fruition, you know. So I think that there are definitely tentacles back to Brian Kelly that Tommy Reese has, you know. It, sure. It, and so that's the biggest thing to me. Now, Tim Brown can say whatever he wants to say. I mean, yeah. any of us can say whatever he wants to say. But Tim Brown's got even more clout with it because he's oh. Tim freaking Brown. You know? <laughs> so right. go for it. Go for it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I Like I said, I, I think that, you know, he was trying to walk the line a little bit. I think uh, Stymie Snurdly, he says, kudos for waiting until Tommy left before airing his beef, I guess. Yeah, now step that's... up and be part of the solution. I you know, and it's good that he's not calling out coaches while they're still employed at Notre Dame. I, I do give true. him credit for that. Very true. Uh, you know, and obviously he wasn't happy, and but he didn't sound terribly pissed off. Like it was just, hey, this is a great opportunity for Notre Dame, and I agree, it is a great opportunity for Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I completely agree. All right, now okay, so I didn't Ooh. see the response to Golick Jr. Maybe I need to look that up here well, real quick. I'm Have sure you seen they- that? I have not, but I'm sure Golick came to the defense. Of well, I was going to say, I, I saw people right <laughs> away saying, oh, I can't wait till Golick Jr. sees this, you know, because he's obviously been a, a, a pretty staunch Tommy supporter. I think so. they were roommates at one point, so yeah. no surprise there. Yeah, We will, Chi-Town, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll mention Pro Bowl weekend here in a minute. It's it's part <laughs> of rapid fire, I can guarantee you that. So. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Sam Hartman tweeted video of himself working out with his teammates at the Goog this weekend. The sign of an intelligent, mature person. That's what it is to me. Because he's not going to, you know, get out there and 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 get in like a Twitter debate with people or do anything. He's just going to put out a video of him working hard with a pretty solid phrase on the back of his jersey or back of his t-shirt. And there it is. Boom. Back to work. Like I, it was just enough to quiet people down. And I thought it was fantastic. I think it was, that was, it showed, what is he, 24, 20, 27? I, I don't know. He's old. And uh, I think it shows how mature he is because it's just, hey, here it is. I'm working hard. I, this I'm putting in the work. Let's go. And that's, you know, I, I think it was basically, you know, and I think what D-Rock is kind of saying, he's basically saying, I'm here. You know, all these people freaking out is, oh, is Sam Hartman going to follow Tommy Reese down to Alabama right. and all that kind of stuff. And he didn't have to say a word. All he had to do was tweet a picture of himself in the Goog with a Notre Dame shirt on, and you knew where he was, and you saw a teammate or two, you know, yeah. working out with him. And he's like, I'm here. I'm getting ready for the season now. I'm getting ready for spring. I'm 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 not going anywhere. I'm at Notre Dame. And yeah. I, I thought it was the the perfect response to the whole thing when you've got so many people. Again, it's like you wonder, you know, like, if uh, Ruggiero or whatever, you know, like had left Wake Forest last year, you know, like what, what, what all these, what, what would the Wake Forest uproar be, you know, around yeah. that? I imagine there's a lot more up here around Notre Dame. So I thought it was a great response by him. It was, it was perfect. It was, it spoke a thousand words. You know what I mean? He didn't even have to say anything. It was great. It was yeah. perfect. Yep. I agree. Um, Michael says Tim Brown crushed Golick Jr. with everything on himself in a photo national championship Heisman Pro Football Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, he took a picture of his Hall shelf. Of and yeah, he, so he's uh, here. We go. Derek said uh, he posted a pic of his Heisman and bust and said Golick can say something when he has those on his shelf. I mean, I mean that's kind of that's kind of the ultimate mic drop, isn't it? I mean, to say to that at that point, you know, <laughs> his Heisman Trophy <laughs> and his Hall of Fame bust. Yeah, I mean. Right, you know, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so with Tom Brady retiring, Dan Orlovsky gave his list of his top five quarterbacks of all time. He put Tom Brady at number one, Patrick Mahomes at number two, John Elway at number three, Peyton Manning four, and Dan Marino five. So, Vince, my question is who would be your top five quarterbacks of all time? So, it's funny. I read the question and I'm like, okay, yeah, I got to write this down. I got to figure it out. So I just went through my head and I just wrote down my top five. Right off the top of your head. Right off the top of my head. Okay. And I don't have, I mean, Tom Brady obviously is not playing anymore. I don't have any current players in my top five. Maybe that's yeah, bad. I don't think you can. I don't think you can like you. Of, the, of the guys who are currently still playing. Yeah. It's It's like, it's not like, it's like, like Manning or Elway are still playing. You know, it's like. Right. All these so, other guys like Aaron Rodgers, you know, people want to talk about him. He's only got one championship. Right. And that's you know? and that's the thing. And I and I don't want to harp on the championships because I do have Dan Marino 
in my top five and he doesn't do have too. any championships. I do too. So, I mean, I would kind of, it'd be counterintuitive of me to argue that versus, you know, whatever. But Patrick Mahomes' story is not completely written yet, right? And people are saying, you know, if he retired today, he'd make it into the Hall of Fame. Maybe, maybe he would. I, you know, he's a really good quarterback. I'm not ready to put him in the top five of all time, though. So, right. my list is honestly, it's exactly the same as Orlovsky's list, except. I took out Patrick Mahomes and I put in Joe Montana and that's my list. So it goes that's, Brady, Montana, Elway, Manning, Marino. Yeah. I, you know, Brady, I've got Montana number two. And I, and I saw the whole argument that our lofts, I don't even really know that he justified not having Montana. It's like, yeah, how do you not that? deal with the guy? You know, it's like, I even flirted, you know, with, with Terry Bradshaw. And now like as a pure quarterback, Terry Bradshaw is not going to match these guys. You know, he had had a big arm and, you know, all this. Dip, he won you know, a lot of titles. He was 4-0 in the Super Bowl as well. You know, I yeah. think, you know, like that that carries a lot of weight. But, you know, I went with Manning number three after Montana. I, there's just no excuse for leaving Joe Montana off the list. I'm no. sorry. You cannot leave no. Joe Montana off the list. I mean, Joe, in his mind, thinks that he's ahead of Brady. I can't go that far. I, I'm sorry, Joe. I'm I, sure I've he does. Brady and number one. He was for a long time for me, and I held out as long as I possibly could, keeping Montana on the top. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I, it just it is what it is. Yep, I've got Peyton at number three, Elway at number four, Marino okay. at number five. And I saw somebody saying, you know, Mer that that Elway was overrated. I'll say this about Elway, and I could not stand Elway for the entirety of his career. My grandpa loved John Elway. I could not stand <laughs> John Elway. At least my grandpa also loved Roger Staubach. So we had that, but okay. <laughs> he loved Elway. Couldn't stand Elway. Now I will say this. My stance on Elway softened a few years back when they made that 30, 30 about, you know, the whole draft process. I don't know yeah, if you've seen that I Elway did. to Marino. Yeah. Excellent. 30 for 30. And it explains a lot, you know, because a lot of, you know, the, the reason that I hated Elway was because of his whole, you know, I'm not going to play for the Colts and all this different stuff. And he came off as a big diva before he ever played anything, you know, so that that played into it. The thing I'll say in Elway's favor is until the end, he didn't play like he didn't have Hall of Fame teammates you know, on the offensive side of the ball. He had some guys on the defensive side of the ball, but he didn't have. A lot, you know, like Ricky Natil, you know, some of these other guys. Sure. You didn't have a lot, especially in that late 80s, you know, when they were getting to the Super Bowl and, you know, getting blown out in the Super Bowl. But he didn't have Hall of Fame skill guys that he was working with really before Terrell, da you know, Terrell Davis, you know, the, yeah. the running back who blew out oh, yeah. his knees, you know, it was all said and done. So I'll, I'll, I'll give Elway credit. Like he did a lot with, with very little on the offensive side of the ball in his career. Marino was just a shame. I mean, maybe the most physically gifted quarterback oh. ever. And the fact that he only played in one Super Bowl is just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So did you watch any of the Pro Bowl games yesterday, Vince? You know, no. The answer is no. I, <laughs> I turned on ESPN at one point because I was bored, and it was like girls flag football, like high school girls flag football. Yeah, but but by the way, Jason says Vance Johnson, and you know he he's LOLing. I I don't know if he's LOLing because it's like that's who Elway was working with, but you know like that's how I kind of take it because like, <laughs> Vance Johnson was you know. But anyway, yes, go ahead, Pro Bowl. 
but no, I, I watched none of the Pro Bowl uh, festivities. I didn't even know what channel or what time they were on, if I'm being honest. I don't. So, no, I didn't. Yeah, so, so I got back from the women's game and, and, like, flipped it on, and they're doing, like, their different events, you know, like the crazy catch and whatever and all these different things in the flag football games. And, like, I had it on because I, I was, like, trying to – You tried. Yeah, and my wife was sitting there, and she's like, what is this? This is stupid. <laughs> Your wife like, is always the voice of reason when it comes to stuff. Like, you know, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, it was no worse than an actual Pro Bowl game, you know, like what a Fair Pro enough. Bowl game used to be, but it was definitely no better either. And then, But that stadium was full, man. They sold tickets. You know, I don't know how much they sold the tickets for, but yeah, the, the crazy catch was crazy. <laughs> Something I like just, that. They they just need to turn the Pro Bowl into an on paper honor at this point. Yeah, I, they, I'm you sorry. Know, they, they need to like an award ceremony. You know, yeah. like make it a TV show or, yep. or something. Just you and, know, I mean, then you don't have all the replacement players too, which is ridiculous. Did you see that Josh Allen opted out of the Pro Bowl so that he could play golf at the Pebble Beach Pro Am? He was wow. injured. Like if that Bowl. doesn't tell you anything. Right. Exactly. Like, come on. I, I it just needs to be the guys that get it originally. You you got it on paper. Congratulations. Like right. we don't need the fanfare and all the nonsense. <laughs> well, there was actually controversy at the end of the the last flag football because they played three different flag football games and then they would like pause and do some more of these events and they even had a concert you know that was really when my wife was like what what is what is this what's happening what is this um so the nfc was winning and inside the afc five yard line at the end of the game there's like under a minute to go or something and they had a rule that there were no running plays allowed inside the five yard line because it's a flag football game so the seconds are ticking down. Rather than risk running a play and throwing an interception, Kirk Cousins took a knee for the game's final play, and that was the end of the game. And so the you know Peyton Manning's the AFC coach, Eli is the NFC coach. Peyton comes out and he's protesting. He's saying, "Well, taking a knee is a is a running play." So what do you think? I mean, technically, it is a running play. I've got to agree. It, I mean, it says team rush when we're like if it's a real stats, football game, right? Yeah. It's, a t- it's a team rush, so it is a running play. Would I have argued it in this particular scenario? I mean, I'm just as competitive as the next guy, so the answer is probably yes. I probably would have argued it, but uh, you know, <laughs> it's so stupid. The whole thing is just so stupid. But yes, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a, a bunch run of play. competitive, competitive guy. Play. You know, like. Why don't you just take the ball and like throw it up in the air as yeah. high as you can throw, throw it out it. of the back of the end zone or right. There's a million right. other things you could have done. Right. Well, but, I'm like yeah. the change of possession. Now I don't know exactly how much time was up, but the change of possession wouldn't have happened until the ball hit the ground. If they even stopped the clock there. So just throw it up and yeah. wait for it to come down. You know, right. See if it ever comes down. I, we said Joe Montana. Oh, he's saying Joe Montagna. <laughs> That's a Waterboy reference right there. That's right. That's right. 
Okay, so Indiana students stormed the court after the Hoosiers beat number one Purdue Saturday night. You had some of the ESPN analysts going off, you know, criticizing storming the court. Are you good with the court storming, Vince? Thousand percent, yes. IU sucks. Purdue is the number one team in the country, and it's your biggest rival. You beat them. Storm the court. I have no problem with that. And there's students, you know, right, right. You're going to dictate, you know, like. The one thing I heard was, well, okay, Indiana, you're supposed to be the blue blood in this whole thing. They haven't been and a blue blood in forever. Purdue's the stepbrother, but Purdue's the number one team in the country, and you beat them on your home court. I, I don't have a problem with the students doing it. You know, like aunts and uncles and whatever, I think I'd have you know, a bit more problem sure. with that. But the students, go have fun. You're in college. Yeah. That's That's what it's supposed yes. to be. You know? Absolutely. If no Notre Dame can storm the field when they beat Clemson, then IU can storm the field when they beat Purdue. Has IU been a blue blood basketball program for the last 10 years? I have. I argued last year, you know, on my old show that Indiana, as bad as they have been for two decades, basically now, that they should not be considered a blue blood anymore. I mean, they're, they're not successful and, enough. And there's no sign of them getting any better. I, I, yeah. I, I don't hate to say it because I really hate IU basketball, but it's, I mean, Purdue has been markedly better than IU over the last couple of decades. Markedly better with a couple yep. of blips maybe for IU, but markedly better. So I have no problem with them storming the court. They were the underdog. They well, pulled look, off the upset. Yeah. They talk about Assembly Hall like it's some hallowed ground as well. And I I think <laughs> I, you've been I, there, yeah. haven't you? I have not, actually. Oh, I, I knew you went to Bloomington a couple years ago. Like, we did. I, we didn't, it was during COVID, though, so they didn't let us yeah. go inside anything. I've been in there a couple times. It's like nothing special. You know, yeah. like, the, like none of it is just – it's <laughs> like, you know, a decent gym. But I don't know. I, I yeah. it, it all goes back to the glory days, basically. Uh, and, and, there and, are, and those days are long gone. Yes. And there's plenty of people out there that would say Notre Dame fans suffer the same way, you know, that the glory days were back in the 80s and the 70s and whatever. And okay, fine. But I can tell you right now, Notre Dame football is a heck of a lot closer to a championship than IU basketball is. Right. So, yeah. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So speaking of IU, do you buy or sell? Uh, first, I guess I should show this one because my hot take that I use candy cane striped warm up pants 
are stupid. And Quinn says he called his guy this week, said he was calling a lawyer. We're getting the papers ready for you over the candy cane striped pants. Proud alum. Now, you can be an alum, Quinn. That's fine. But is, are the candy cane striped pants, is that really the hill that you want to die on if you're an IU fan? Like, Those are the worst. They're the worst. I'm sorry. It's a buy or sell question, right? Am I buying or right. selling the candy cane? Are you pants? buying or selling that the candy candy cane striped pants are stupid? I'm, that's a huge buy. They're stupid. <laughs> I've always hated the candy cane striped pants, and it's even Me worse too. that every high school in Indiana feels like they need to replicate the candy striped pants. I don't understand <laughs> it. I don't With like different it. colors. Yes, it's like you got you got the gold and the black, and the green and the white, and the maroon oh. and the white. It's like everyone, you know, like. They don't look good to begin with, and now you're putting your. They look like circus pants. They look like They're you know, terrible. like the yes. like the tall it's guy the on top. stilts, like the tall guy on stilts at the circus. That's what the candy cane striped pants remind me of. Yes, and that's They're, what you terrible. That's what you're laying your tradition on as an IU fan right. is the candy cane striped pants. Come on, <laughs> it's not even a uniform. It's the warm up pants. <laughs> it's just terrible. Just absolutely terrible. I'm sorry. And it shows such a lack of thought and such a lack of creativity by all these high school coaches that are like, yes, candy cane pants. We're going to be like you. We're going to do it here too. I mean, and unfortunately, most of the teams that have those are just like IU. They stink. So Tennessee creamsicle pants. Now that would be interesting. I just, I've never liked them. I've never bought them. I just do not think they look good at all on basically a grown man. (laughs) You know, it would be another thing if it was a 12 year old team or something, I guess, but I guess I just, they don't look good. Uh, Tommy wants to know if we've checked out the Savannah bananas baseball team. Have you seen some of that stuff on social media? Absolutely. I, if, Cause they, I know they do like a tour and they go around. If they ever came into town, I would absolutely go watch. I, I think it's, it's, it's not what I would like to see baseball be, but I would definitely go to be entertained. It's like watching the Harlem Globetrotters is what it is. It's the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. I would absolutely go watch. I would have a good time. It would be fun, but that's not the way I want to see baseball go. Obviously they, they do like banana ball, which is like right over in like two hours, you, you know, splits the whole- and, you know, swing from the splits. Uh, they do <laughs> so all like, kinds of craziness and, and, and it would yeah. be very entertaining. It would be. Yeah. And you got to be really talented to be able to pull off a lot of the stuff that they do. Kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters of yeah. baseball. Basically. Exactly. Yep. And I, so I would go watch them, but yeah, not, uh, not what I would want to see baseball go to They're yeah. They're, you know, a niche. Yeah. Like Jason says, it's not baseball, but it's entertaining. That's right. It's entertainment. Yeah. Um, Steve. Says he was a former IU coach and he hated the candy cane pants. Big ups to Steve from the inside, baby. I love it. You deserve a plaid pair of pants for that. <laughs> for a Bobby Knight plaid jacket from way back in the day. I don't know. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for tonight. A lot of good stuff tonight. Um, covered a lot of stuff. And of course, we're going to be covering this whole offensive coordinator coaching search. Yep. As long as it goes on here on the Irish Breakdown channel. So we've got a lot of different stuff. Yeah. There's going to be multiple about. coaches on campus this week, I have a feeling. Yes. So but we'll see how it all yeah. turns out. It's coming. It's coming. That's right. Yep. That's I'll be interested to see 
who those guys are. So big. This is such a big hire. Get it right. It is. Get it right. It's huge. You get a, this is like complete reset right Mm. now. Yeah. With this. This is going to shape Marcus Freeman's legacy at Notre Dame. I agree. I I know that's, I know that's a big talk, but I truly believe that it is going to shape his legacy. And that's why I would not be hanging my hat on Byron Leftwich. I'm yes. Sorry. <laughs> or Charlie Weiss Jr. Or, no. you know, a lot of those other people that we talked about. No. Go for the big three, baby. Go for the big three. Yep. All right. Thanks for being here tonight. Hit the like button on your way out. If you would, we always appreciate it. It helps out the Irish Breakdown channel greatly. And hopefully more people are, are coming now that we've got coaching search yeah, going on right now so hit the like button subscribe rate review give us a five star rating on your podcast platform and comment and all that kind of great stuff as well we will talk to you tomorrow on ivy nation sports talk